Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into another edition of Plan Wise Retire Free. Thank you so much for checking into our podcast, and welcome to 2020 with Jude and Mike. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey, how are you? Man, I'm doing all right. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Looking forward to this brand new year. Yes. Weird, Blessed isn't it? for 2019 and excited for 2020. Okay. How weird is it, though? 2020, like, that just seems crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> like, I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be able to see it really clear. <laughs> nice. <laughs> do, do you remember as a kid, you know, writing 19-whatever right. and thinking, you know, I'm never going to see or 20 anything was really was far weird, away. Yeah. Now we're in it. yeah. I know in 2020 and, I, and you know, you said it's a new year. It's also a new decade, which just, I was, I wasn't even thinking about that before. And I was like, man, we're, we're in a whole new decade. You know, we had the roaring twenties back, you know, a hundred years ago. Now I wonder what they're going to call this decade. Uh, if they're going to give it a name sooner or we wait till halfway through or what? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's going to be the roaring twenties. Number two. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> the, the, the sequel. Yeah. The chaotic twenties or something, you know, and who knows? Uh, but anyway, I hope that you guys have a, a good holiday and all that good stuff. Oh, it was a great holiday. And we we did something different that, uh, last year. We took the entire team to Bush Gardens. Uh, the spouses and their children were all invited. Oh. And it was just a great way to spend some time and be thankful for all that we have and thankful for uh, being able to work together as a, as a great team that we have here. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. That's nice of you guys to do that. So, uh, and it's nice that the weather sometimes can be good enough to do that uh, in <laughs> in Florida during the Christmas time. Uh, so that's always as always a bonus as well. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to start this year off. We're going to do an email show on this episode. We have a collection of them that we've gathered over the you know the past uh, couple now maybe month or so of emails that trickle into uh, the website, which is planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That is planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. So I've got a few of these I'm going to run down for you guys and see if we can help some folks out. So if you've been tuning into the podcast, if you're subscribing and you've sent an email, uh, hopefully you'll catch this episode and possibly hear your email in there as well. So you guys ready to tackle some of these? Let's, Let's do it. And roll. All yeah. right, Jane, if you're out there, Jane says, guys, I'm retiring in exactly one year. What's on the list of things I need to consider or do before I officially walk away? Well, can we just... We'll just say this is the whole show. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> we could spend some time yeah. on this one. Go for no, it. Let's, let's make it simple. I would say you develop yourself a checklist. And I'm a big checklist person. But, you know, you got to review or, or get a retirement income plan. If you don't have one, you need to get one. Hopefully, you already have one. And if you do, let's review it. Let's also go back and review our Social Security options to make sure we know when we want to file for Social Security if you haven't done so already. Very critical and very important. And I can't emphasize that enough. That needs to be done. You need maybe to review your company benefits package and what will you, what's going to change when you retire? What about your health insurance options? Very important. Uh, you need to do a tax plan uh, for what retirement income taxes look like. And you need to spend some time on how to spend those playchecks rather than the paychecks. I like that. Paychecks and playchecks. That's what we try <laughs> to provide our clients. 
you know, Mike really hit that one out of the park. I, I really don't have much to add. The only thing that I think is uh, maybe appropriate is that sometimes, depending on the person's income, they may be making less income in retirement. And now might be a really good time to look at Roth conversions. So take advantage of the fact that taxes are on sale right now and the fact that you may be in a lower tax bracket and it could be an uh, opportune time to do some Roth conversions. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's especially true for those people that maybe are retiring, you know, at 65, 66, where they have a number of years before they become 70 and a half to, to really look at is a Roth conversion strategy a good strategy for them? I mean, it's particular to everybody, but that's certainly something to look at. Without a doubt. Yep. All right, Jane. Well, there you go. So hopefully uh, that'll help you out a little bit. And again, kudos on the upcoming retirement in a year. So uh, this came in probably, I would say, sometime in December. So you're probably going to be retiring in December of 2020. Uh, so definitely have a conversation with your advisor about some of these things. If you do not have one, reach out to Jude and Mike at 800-779-4592. All right, Norm. Uh, I feel like we should collectively, guys, we should do the cheers thing. We all should just go, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, so how much he says, how much risk is appropriate, fellas, to take with my investments now that I am into retirement? Well, this one is another kind of softball norm. Thank you for asking, because you're in a perfect position to do the bucket plan. And we've talked about it uh, on previous podcasts. But the bucket plan would allow you to have segments of your money in different buckets and each bucket has a specific amount of risk that we're taking in that uh, in each one of those buckets and a specific purpose. One of the things that we do that separates us from other advisors is that we want to quantify your risk and we use a software to quantify how much risk are you comfortable with? Because we know risk and return have a, a relationship. The more risk you take, the more potential return. But you may not want to take that level of risk on all your money. So that's why we strongly uh, suggest using a bucket plan and quantifying your risk number. We do that uh, with a software that quantifies your risk from one to 100, and then we compare it to the plan. So definitely sit down with an advisor to figure out how much risk do you need to make your money last forever. And, I, and Jude, I think you touched, the last thing you touched on is probably something that many people overlook. And that is, once you've done your plan, you can determine how much risk you need to take. Right. Versus, you know, yeah. sometimes when financial advisors look at risk, it's like, what is your risk tolerance? How much could you stand? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like, uh, well, if, if you don't need to stand a lot of risk, right. maybe if you don't need to, do you really want to? Right. Right. I mean, we, we've, in fact, Mike and I were talking about a client uh, before we started on the show that they've got enough assets to successfully retire. And part of their assets are in very low risk, very low return type of investments. And I was encouraging the client to look at some opportunities. And it hit me once when Mike and I were talking, if they're not comfortable with that, and they've got enough money, you don't need to take any additional risk. Oh, that's a good point. You know, yeah. So advisors typically sometimes are looking to try to maximize how much you can get in your return. But it's also about, does the client need to take that risk or not? 
Well, he used the word appropriate, and I like, well, how much do you need versus, you know, what's appropriate? Well, what's appropriate is really subjective. What are you trying to accomplish and what do you need maybe as a, as a way to reframe that question, Norm? So the guys gave you some good thoughts there to uh, certainly ponder. So uh, thank you so much for submitting that in and let them know if you want to have a conversation and just give them a shout and talk more uh, specifically when it comes to, because there's some things in there, obviously, they would need to know to give you a, you know, a more accurate number, but that gives you some ways to break it down. All right, Gilda, we got a question from Gilda. She says, I just received a large amount of cash from my mom's estate after the sale of her house. I am hesitant to invest this in the market because it obviously seems like I'm being buying high right now. Uh, how should I handle these funds uh, with that in mind? Well, that almost begs more questions than answers, but, <laughs> but, but well, the first question that you have to ask yourself is what you plan on using the money for? The second question you need to ask is, when do you want to do it? Which, and I'm sure people are tired of hearing about it, but I just can't help but talk about the bucket plan over and over because if we're putting money in the soon bucket, mm-hmm. we don't want to take any risk. Right. We don't want to invest in the stock market. If we're putting money in the soon bucket, the money that you need sooner rather than later, usually over the next 10 years, mm-hmm. you should take very little risk and it should be, it may not be stock market at all. In the third bucket, the later bucket, money that you need in the future, that's where, you know, if you have 10 to 11 years before you need it, then this worry about buying at the height of the market now becomes less and less relevant because we have 10 years of time to let those investments do what they're going to do, which is usually go through market rotation. I think the last piece is, you know, one strategy you can use if you want to start to dip into the market very slowly is you can do a thing called dollar cost averaging, which means that you put a little bit in systematically over a period of time. And then as the market does goes through volatility and the things that it's normally going to do, that can average out your cost and sometimes can uh, mitigate some of the, the gyrations of the market. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm about to date myself here, Gilda. Historically, when you look at the stock market over time, it always sets new, new highs. So when I first came into the industry, I remember very vividly on the cover of Newsweek magazine, it said, can the stock market hit 10,000? Can the Dow hit 10,000? <laughs> and that's what we were all talking about as rookies. Will it, ever, will it break 10,000? We're close. Now we're well <laughs> over 10,000 and Heading approaching 30, 30 yeah, exactly. So the stock market may seem high to you today, but as Mike was saying, it really depends on your time frame. If you're using that later bucket, it's going to be a blip on the system what the high is today. Okay. All right. Well, and, and I guess a lot of that too comes into play when you're thinking about, as the guy said, what, you know, what is your time horizon for wanting to use this money? Obviously it was the sale from mom's house. Uh, there's probably a lot of other things you could look at potentially doing with it too. So definitely if you're not working with an advisor, have a conversation uh, about that with those proceeds before you take any action, uh, because you, that way you don't get yourself into something that maybe uh, it costs you to get back out of or whatever the case might be. So I uh, definitely reach out and chat with your advisor. If you don't 
don't have one, uh, as always, the team at uh, Mott & Associates and Wilson Group Financial are here to help uh, throughout Florida. And of course, we can get our, all of our emails in from all over the place. So reach out to them. Let them know you need some help. 800-779-4592. Again, before you take any action, the guy's got to combine 50 years of uh, complex financial planning strategies between the two of them. And they're all around pretty good guys to talk to as well. So give them a call. Uh, I think so. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, you guys aren't too bad. And Jude said he was going to date himself, and he's a handsome guy, so, you know, he, he, he's dateable. Just you, my wife, and my mom think so, so thank you. <laughs> Just me, your wife, and your mom. I don't know if I want to be in that group. That's weird. Uh, Mike, I guess, I don't know. I got I to gotta side with Mike on this. All right, so let's hit another one here. Let's see what Helen's got for you guys. She says, fellas, my husband's military pension is very, very nice uh, monthly benefit, but unfortunately, after he passes away, I will not get a penny of it. In retrospect, we realized this was a mistake, and it's nothing we can change now. My question is, how can we address the problem of the lost benefit moving forward? Well, Helen, when I have the time in my career, I I think I want to write a book titled something like Financial Guilt. So many times we see clients come into our office and they've made a decision and they feel guilty about the decision that they made 10, 15 years ago. It's not about what you did 10, 15 years ago. It's about how can we put together a plan that maximizes what you have now. So with that in mind, with what you're saying, actually that's a strategy that we've used here on several occasions to maximize the income. Sometimes it may be better for a client to take the highest pension payout, which doesn't have a survivor benefit, but what we can do is purchase a life insurance policy on that person who has the pension so that when they, he or she does pass away, the spouse will receive a lump sum that makes up for uh, having that additional uh, joint and survivor money that they would receive if they took the lower pension amount. So don't feel bad. We probably need to look and see if we can get a life insurance policy on your husband. What do you think, Mike? Well, you know, one of the things that, again, we've talked about, you know, do you need to take risks? Do you do, you know, that loss of that pension may be a small, it may be a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You don't know. You've heard me say this, what, no more than a hundred (laughs) times to do the math, but it might be a time to review your retirement income plan without the pension and then see what the impact is. And that will also, if a couple of things, one, it might help you to change your spending patterns now if life insurance is not an option, or two, it might encourage you to say, well, if we save a little bit more money or not spend quite as much money, then you know, when the impact of one of you, if, if your husband passes away before you do, then you'll have a survival plan put in place because you've done the math. And Mike, it's 101 times that you've said it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Helen. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I mean, and it's obviously it's good that you've realized that you guys cannot change this and you're thinking about how to um, generate income, you know, once you lose that potential uh, military pension. So definitely good thought on your on your behalf to kind of get ahead of that. So definitely reach out and talk with your advisor or talk with Jude and Mike uh, more specifically. All right. I think we can probably squeeze in one more, maybe two, but I, I got to get this one in here. This one comes from Confused. Uh, they didn't feel like putting their name. <laughs> so bless their heart. They're just confused. And I can see why after reading this. So here it goes, guys. They said, I'm a little overwhelmed by how many accounts we have. We've moved around to a lot of different jobs through the years. And I think between my wife and I, we have a total of six 401ks, three IRAs, two Roth IRAs, 
two small pensions, a 403B, and then a collection of individual stocks and whatnot. Clearly, it's getting hard to manage all this, and I'm not even sure what we're invested in in all these accounts at this point. How much do you think we can consolidate this down, and how would all of that work? Wow, confused. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I can completely understand why. Well, there's a couple of simple strategies to do that. And one, you can consolidate most all of these accounts, the 401ks and the IRAs and the 403, actually, into individual IRAs. I don't know where the pensions are, but usually the pensions are, are monies that are coming to you now. So there's not much you can change on that. And that you can, and depending on the Roth IRAs, if it's one for each of you and your, your spouse, we'll obviously can't consolidate those. But uh, just by making what they call direct transfers, uh, moving it from one custodian to the other, uh, you can move that money out and consolidate those into two IRAs, possibly two Roth IRAs, and two pensions. And then think of the ability now to make a better investment strategy decision as well, mm -hmm. because now you can see what your asset allocation is in just much fewer accounts. And now you can make intelligent decisions about how you want to invest the money. I think, and I suspect, because you have all of those different things, then you don't have anybody giving you advice on those things either. That's what I was thinking too. So it, it, by maybe getting a financial advisor to work with you, if you're a do-it-yourself or uncomfortable with it, fine. But not most people aren't. So get yourself a financial advisor and get some advice on how to do the asset allocation after you've consolidated all those accounts. Well, I think Mike hit it on the head. One strategy that you may want to think of too because it seems like you don't have a financial advisor, one of the things that we talk about is not only asset allocation, but investment allocation. And I'll just tell you really briefly what that means. Sometimes you can save money on taxes by having your investment in the most appropriate account. Some investments that are in retirement accounts, Roth, IRAs, those are tax sheltered. So you won't pay any taxes on that money and those that are not in tax-sheltered accounts, what we call non-qualified accounts, those accounts will receive a 1099 every year. So you're going to pay taxes on the growth of that money. Different types of investments spit out more income than others and may mean that you'll have to pay more taxes. So what we look at is the tax sensitivity of your investments. Should some of these investments be better off in the Roth where you, or an IRA where it's tax sheltered and you won't pay any taxes on it versus some money being in your non-sheltered account where they don't spit off much income and you don't have to pay much taxes on it anyway. Now that's a little bit of an advanced strategy, but it's something to think about when you're deciding whether you want to work with a financial advisor or not, because a good advisor will kind of walk through that with you. Well, I'm going to stick with this one for just a couple, a minute or two more, and then we're going to wrap up the podcast this week, because there's a couple other things in here to, I wanted to ask you guys about. With all this stuff, they did allude to the fact that they don't really know what they're invested in. There's a really good chance they've got tons of overlap, right? So they probably own a lot of the same thing, probably more than likely all large cap. And, uh, and then also just the fee aspect. They're probably not even aware of how many fees and things that are going on inside so much stuff, right? Well, absolutely. Reducing the number, because... There are disclosures now required for 401ks. Mm -hmm. 
I've read a couple of them and they're, <laughs> they're not that easy to understand. So um, it, you're not up on your Latin. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you're right. And the other big part is Mark that you mentioned is because many of the 401ks have the same options. So it's all, it would almost be impossible for them to understand what their asset allocation was right. with, among different kinds of investment assets. And there's an enormous possibility that there's a lot of duplication. So where you thought you were diversified, you really might not be. Yeah. Thanks for cleaning that up for me, Mike. That's kind of what I was getting to because I know you mentioned, you know, being able to get a better look at the asset allocation by consolidating. And that's kind of where I was trying to get to. And I I didn't say it as succinctly, but uh, yeah, it helps a lot, you know, by kind of paring all this down. And uh, and also it'll let you kind of take a look at your risk tolerance and all those things because we don't know how old Confused is or any of that stuff. (laughs) Uh, So there's a lot of other pieces to that puzzle. Well, very cool. Well, that's going to do it, I think, for our mailbag show. We try to keep these podcasts at around 20 minutes so we're going to wrap this one up but if you have questions you'd like to submit to the show to be read from time to time again please go to planwiseretirefreepodcast.com that is planwiseretirefreepodcast.com while you're there you can subscribe to us if you have not done so yet on Apple or Google or Spotify or various other outlets you can share that with uh, folks who may benefit from it and as always if you do have questions or concerns you should always check with a qualified professional before you take any action on any show that you might hear not just our And if you need some help, Jude and Mike are available at 800-779-4592. Throughout Florida, they got an office in Orlando and Bradenton, 800-779-4592. Gents, welcome to 2020 and have a great week and great year. And I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks anyway. Look forward to it. Happy 2020. You betcha. Have a good one. We'll see you next time right here on Plan Wise, Retire Free with Jude Wilson and Mike Mott. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.